Welcome to issue 167 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel, and joining me tonight is Mike. How are you? Hi, Daniel. I'm doing absolutely amazing. How are you? Great. Mike, you know what? What? I'm delighted that you're here. Aww. It gets me every time. Ambush! (laughs) I'm here, too. Who else is here? Uh, I ambushed you. Oh, you did? I ambushed you. Okay. Yeah. We're all here. Okay, everybody. Steve's here, too. I couldn't wait for my turn in the activation order. (laughs) Steve, what on earth are you talking about? I feel like some type of context needs to be given for these random yeah okay outbursts i think we could call them outbursts people know what's going on they've seen the title of the show on their podcast player but we are going to play do we are going to talk about the fourth scenario in the sinister motor box the sinister six and that one has a whole bunch of villains and various activation orders um there are 25 cards total 19 by title Tonight, we look at the 15 that are left, 10 by title, that will be in the encounter deck. Uh, Mike, why don't you give us a quick recap on the mechanics of the scenario before we get into the cards? Because we have no what's on your mind tonight. People need to send us some oh. questions, comments, statements, reviews. And we have no lore we're going to do. Not that this is the first time I've been empty-headed, but it seems sad to not have anything on my mind. Yeah, we're just going to brute force this and go right into this, the cards. Let's do it. Okay, right. so two mechanics you got to think about. One, you do not win by defeating the villain. You win by removing all the threat from your side scheme. That's light at the end. And when you do that, you flip it over to an even worse side scheme called also a light at the end, but it has a hazard icon. And you have to get through all that to win the game. Hmm. It's a lot of threat. At the same time, you start with a bunch of villains in play, and you can kill them, but every once in a while, it, the game will tell you to randomly bring out another villain. And you can never be left without a villain. There is always going to be a villain. If there is ever none, then the ambush ability goes off, putting another one into play. So bringing another villain in is ambush. Killing them helps you get out, but it's not the not the end goal of this one. Does that about sum it up? Yeah, I think the only other thing I would add is the villains will change who's activating against you. And they do something villainous to you if they can damage you during an attack. Correct, yeah. And they all have an activation order. Whenever someone activates, it moves to the next person in the order. Not the order which you brought them out. The actual number listed on their card. Right. Doc Ock does not like being outdone. No. However, in the original issue, when the Sinister Six first forms and they go after Spider-Man, Doc Ock is the last one to go after Spider-Man. Not the first one. Hmm? Hmm? He just doesn't leave from the front. Yeah. Oh, well. Times have changed. Yeah, he's not a hero. Well, let's look at the cards. I think Daniel's up first. Well, most of this set is, you know, treacheries and attachments, things like that. There is one additional side scheme beyond light at the end, and that is brute force barricade. It's a side scheme. Victory one. Threat cannot be removed from other side schemes, most notably light at the end. Um, It's got two boost icons and a special boost, which is give the villain an additional boost card for this activation. And it begins with nine threat. 
not per player, gentlemen. Can we talk about this? Yeah, that's why this we're is here. really mean to solo people. Yeah, well, it is. it is and it isn't right because remember when you defeat one of the villains, you can just take a bunch of threat off a ski. Sure, and that's set amount too. Yeah, I guess, but I mean, a four-player team, you can dedicate someone to just taking care of this. True. Right, and then the other three can beat on the bad guys and drop scheme from the other thing. So I think it particularly slows down solo builds. So light at the end has, what, 10 threat plus a hinder 10, so 10 per player. This is basically 9, so it's almost like another player. It's like a hinder, right? Um, sure. It's another increment of that. So, it, yeah. It doesn't do anything proactive against the players. It just limits them from clearing that other side scheme. So it delays them. Hmm. And I'm definitely not suggesting it should be nine per player because that's preposterous. Oh, that's like, yeah, like repeats <laughs> old. But maybe four per player? I mean, like... Yeah, it's interesting. How do they decide when it's a flat number or when it's a per player or when it's a per player with a hinder or when is it a mm-hmm, flat mm-hmm. with a hinder? Um, yeah. 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 Well, let's talk about the text on the card. Do let's. So, threat cannot be removed from other side seems. Yeah. Look at that boost. Give the villain one additional boost card for this activation. That's it's good. already a two. That's solid. Because last week, our chief complaint was that Mike can block everything that they throw at him. Yeah. Mike this with his cheaty protection deck. Pretty good. That's with a normal protection deck, not even the cheaty ones. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So. so- yeah, You're adding two a, plus something else, so that's nice. Yeah. So this is uh, what Scorpion's hitting for five uh, already. Yeah, he's right? prominent in the art, so makes sense. Yeah, this is clearly him, and it's nice to see Craven from a different angle. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of Craven from a different angle, tell us about it, Mike. Take one for the team. This is uh, all about his goatee. Check that out. God, that's pretty good. Okay, this is an attachment attached to the villain with the highest attack, so probably. Probably Scorpion, if not Craven. Uh, if you cannot, resolve the ambush ability on the main scheme, and then attach this card to the active villain. You cannot attack villains who do not have an attached copy of Take One for the team. Uh, is there only one of these? Yeah, there's only okay. one. Okay, future-proofing, I guess. Uh, okay, so it's a neat idea, right? Protect your Cravens and your Vultures. Let them get some hits on you. Force you to go through this person first. Yeah, Yeah, it makes you go after this specific character first when you might have knocked somebody down to like two already or something so yeah and that's good because last week we were talking about like there are priority targets when these villains are all out yeah you bring out a good point though steve like you may be working on somebody and then this comes out it's like it's like you've done nothing at that point (laughs) Uh, however one boost icon Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah okay all right well let me tell you about the next attachment uh, it is a taunting presence, and there are two of these. It's a condition attachment attached to the villain with the most remaining hit points. If you cannot resolve the ambush ability on the main scheme, then attach this card to the active villain. Threat cannot be removed from light at the end. Two boost Ooh. icons. Yeah, this is one of those necessary cards, because otherwise you could just bring yellow and cheese this in another way just by removing all the threat. So this at least forces the player to deal with the minions, and I think that's fair. I like that. And I like how it works with take one for the team, too. In that, oh yeah, you know, like, the guy you have to beat up yeah. is untouchable until you deal with the other guy. Yeah. 
Um, that's a nice, that's a nice little combo. I'll take the two boost icons. I like the theme hit there too, right? He's taunting you, so you stop running away and turn to face him. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. of course Roderick Kingsley. He would be taunting like that. Mm-hmm. All right, team leader, what's next? Well, it's another attachment, Mike. This is team leader, the title attachment attached to the villain with the lowest activation order value. If you can't resolve the ambush ability on the main scheme, then attach this to the active villain. And this villain becomes a crisis. I like how you jumped in there as team leader. You bet. Yeah. I almost jumped <laughs> in. Uh, it only has one boost icon again. It's yeah. 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 The, the crisis is cool. So that is interesting. Have, have we ever had a thing that wasn't a side scheme be a crisis? We have had a thing be a hazard. Venom. Venom suit. Yeah, it's fine. But, like, what does this actually mean in game terms? Like, I can't take threat off of any scheme until this guy's gone? Uh, the main. You can't do the main. It's the main. So... It's, we normally have patrol on the characters. Yeah, that's... This is such an interesting way to do it. Patrol says you can't thwart the main scheme. Crisis right. says threat cannot be removed at all from the main I scheme. I see. Okay. Um, and I think it's just, uh, I think if you're looking down at the table, it's more obvious too. There's this big crisis icon over there. Uh, I think it's neat. I, it's a neat way I to, uh, I, hopefully they can do more of that. And the neat thing about that, putting a crisis in here is a lot of times you might be focusing your threat removal at light at the end in order to escape and forget that you don't want the main scheme to progress because more villains come out. In expert mode, more threat goes on, and eventually they could win that way, right? There's only, in solo, 15 threat goes on the main scheme, and you've lost. So you do have to pay attention to the main scheme as well as the escape condition. Yeah, and again, this goes this goes really well with the other two attachments. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're going on different characters, unless like you only have one out. <laughs> so... Yeah, which, which actually is kind of common in this. We'll probably talk about that at the end of all these cards, like how this how this thing actually plays out. Sure. Yeah. Okay. But what's next? I think it's Mike's turn. Yeah, let's talk heightened morale. This is a condition attachment. Attached to the villain with the highest activation order. So this is likely Vulture, or if not, that Scorpion. If you cannot resolve the ambush ability on the main scheme, then attach this card to the active villain. This villain gets plus X attack, where X is equal to the number of villains in play zero boost why does this not say boost icons equal to the number of villains in play missed is that not a missed opportunity yeah yeah very much so and there's two of them so there's yeah. a couple zeros in the deck yeah so you're guaranteed to get a plus one yeah it's always attached to itself so there's always one villain out hmm. bread and butter attack i mean i won't say no to that but yeah lack of boost or lack of uh, resolve the discard yep all right, so yeah, it should at least have a special boost, right? To just put it on somebody. Yeah, reveal this card. Yeah, that's all. That's all it needed. That's really all it needed. Same with team leader, for that matter. But let's talk about these four for a second. All right, you're going to attach to the villain. With one of them is going on the highest attack. One of them's going with the most remaining hit points. Somebody's going on the lowest activation, and someone's going on the highest activation. So they they do get spread around. So that's neat. But they all have this uh, thing. If you cannot attach it to this character, resolve the ambush ability, how would that happen? Uh, if, okay, let's say there is one villain left in play, and I'm first player. And you're in a cheating protection deck with the hitback. Oh, okay. 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. Retaliate. Gotcha. Yes. And they're low health. Okay. So I take it out, and then we revealed our cards. Or sorry, I'm the last person in the act in to be attacked. Then we reveal our, our cards, and then there's no villain in play, so this would go fetch one. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they put that common, but that would that's the only way I can think it would happen. Yeah. I mean, energy barrier, preemptive strike. There's lots of ways to do it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Nova. Cheaty Mike does it, but <laughs> no one else. A quarter of the card pool. Uh, who's <laughs> next? <laughs> I'm next. Steve. Yes. And I'm going to read High Fashion because this is Craven and Electro. Right on. Nice. In expert mode, this card gains insight one and cannot be canceled. Ooh, okay. I like that. When revealed, put the set-aside Electro and Craven the Hunter into play. If Electro is already in play, discard the highest-cost card you control. If Craven the Hunter is already in play, discard the lowest-cost card you control. Three boost icons. There we go. Okay, I like this card. Wow, yes. You're bringing out villains, or you're doing the villain's thing. Three boost icons. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's got an expert mode bump. Nice. So good. So good. Correct. I'll, I'll reserve my thoughts to the end. But okay. uh, yeah, everything there sounds good okay. to me. Well, let me tell you about frequent flyers. It shares a lot of similarities with high fashion. Uh, in expert mode, it gains insight one and cannot be canceled. When revealed, put the set aside Hobgoblin and Vulture into play. If Hobgoblin's already in play, take two indirect damage. If Vulture's already in play, discard a card at random from your hand. Again, doing their thing if they're already there. Three boost icons, just like high fashion. Vultures is worse. I don't think Vulture. That's right. Random. Vulture was you got to choose it if he hits you. This one is yeah, pings you for random. Very nice. So and that's almost better because it doesn't bank on anyone attacking you. It's just you drew this card and he's in play. Yeah, which makes and if you know this, you've gone around the encounter set once. You've seen this before. Vulture's not all that strong, but now you kind of want to actually kill him. Yep. Yeah. So backing up a card. Uh, Craven's villain ability, you get to choose what is destroyed, but not on the high fashion card. And Electro's villain is actually discarding cards from your deck, but in this one, he's destroying a card in play. So it is a little different. I, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, a little more targeted, which I, I like. Yeah, I like that you don't have as much control. Absolutely. Yeah. The lowest cost card you control, that could hurt you really bad sometimes. Oh, and the highest cost one too, right? I mean, you just put out a yeah. four cost mansion or... Yeah. Any, anything like that you've been saving up? You dropped a five cost Spider Man ally. You know? Oh, I, I guess you do, yeah, stuff like that. Yep. There, there goes Nova's helmet, right? With the lowest? Yeah. 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 Nice. yeah. <laughs> All right. What's the next one? Of course. The last point of this triangle is robotic enhancements. It's a treachery. In expert mode, this card gains insight one, cannot be canceled. When revealed, put the set aside Dr. Octopus and Scorpion into play. If Dr. Octopus is already in play, confuse a character you control. If Scorpion is already in play, stun a character you control. Mm. Reboost icons. Okay. Doing the same thing Scorpion does. It's a little different for Doc, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's playing off the opposite of Scorpion. I I feel like this is the weakest of the three. I agree. Because you get to choose again, right? Confuse a character. Stun a character, and it could be your Squirrel Girl. This one, to kind of be like the other ones, has to be stun your identity. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it should it, yeah, confuse your identity, and then yeah, since you're trying to escape, you're trying to thwart, it would be more impactful. So, yeah. then again, if you're like Mike and you don't play with allies, it's going to be your identity. <laughs> That's true. 
Uh, that friendless, is true. Friendless Mike. That is absolutely true. Surprise! Ah! Oh, I gotcha. I got you. Day already? No, absolutely not. <laughs> you don't get any vacation days for the rest of the year either. No, surprise is the treachery card that's next. And there are three of them. And I took it out of order, so I don't care. In expert mode, this card mm -hmm. gains surge and cannot be canceled. When revealed, resolve the ambush ability on the main scheme. If no villain was put into play this way, place three threat on light at the end. There's one boost icon, and the quote of Spider-Man is... Take it, Mike. Dot, dot, dot. Oh. <laughs> 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 nice. I thought we were going to get another Love language it. from Captain America. Uh, so this is putting out a villain. Putting out another villain. Absolutely necessary. I think there could be six of these cards. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, surprise is, is triggering ambush. That's three of there's three surprises and there's frequent flyer, high fashion, and robotic enhancements. So technically there are six cards that bring out more villains. But half of them are gonna be boost cards. Okay. And half of those the villain might already be out. Okay. Yeah, but I mean <laughs> but the I, other I, three I, are putting out two villains at a time. Uh, yes. No. Yeah. I hear what you're saying though. Yeah. And I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, let's talk for a second. All these last four cards all have the in expert mode mechanic, which we have seen mm -hmm. before. Which is nice um, way to change the, the difficulty because this scenario has no expert mode. Like, I you know I'm a little surprised by that. Are you guys not surprised that these villains didn't have like an A and B side? Yes, like, we've seen that in other things. You know, the Wrecking Crew and stuff. Where because it would be really another interesting way that you could kind of you know figure out how much how hard you want it to be. You could have three on A and three on B or something. You know, like yeah. I'm really yeah. surprised they didn't do that. I mean, you yeah, can see yeah. why, right? Because they would have had to print an extra six cards, and I'm sure they had to well, shrink it down to a certain number. Or of you cards. could just double side the card. Double side. You double side them. You have on the other side the expert version. You know, yeah, you're trying to shuffle them, though, right? Okay. Oh, they do come out at random at first. Yeah. But you could shuffle them under the table or whatever. And don't, yeah, we, could. All own, don't we all own a D6? Come on now. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, this this aye. is the community who owns dice. Anyway, now we have one more card to go, but I would say in this, uh, although Mike was right, we should probably wait until the very end. So let me thank you for noting the expert mode, Steve, because that's the thing I want to talk about when, we, when it comes to the end, if I may. Well, why don't we get this last okay. card out but of the first, way? Partnership will pay. God, that's such a great, great name of a card. All right. When revealed, if you're an alter ego, the villain with the lowest activation order value schemes with plus X scheme, where X is equal to the total scheme of all other villains in play. Oh, there's two of these two, guys. <laughs> if, if you're a hero, I think you can imagine what happens. The villain with the highest activation order value attacks you with plus X attack, where X is equal to the total attack of all other villains in play, and it has two boost. Oh, yeah. This is how Scorpion gets you on the thwart. Yeah. <laughs> so. if if the villains have a couple of them out, if you are not keeping up with them, this card can be pretty, pretty good. Yeah, and um, it doesn't move the token. Well, I guess it would because they activate, right? Yeah. Right. This card itself doesn't, but the villain yeah, will. The still. villain will. Yeah. Right. Um, God, I love this card. I think the scheme is probably worse than the attack. Yeah. Um, if there's a couple of them out there, right, it could scheme. I don't I agree yeah. it's the scheme. Because 
this set does not, by the written rules, let you swap in a modular set of your choice. So, and which one is it? It's only Gorilla Tactics, right? Gorilla Tactics, yeah. There is, no, there is no overkill. So you are not right. penalized by throwing Squirrel Girl under that pain bus. Right. Right. Whereas that scheme, not too bad that's going on there. And as you said before, Steve, there's just not a lot of threat on the main schemes. Yeah, and it, like I said, if you had... I don't you know, you really had to, do forget about it. If you had two villains out, right? Most of them, other than Scorpion. I mean, you could, you could be looking at a Doc Ock scheming for his, his two, plus Electro's two, plus a boost guard. So, you know, you could drop six, seven right there in advance. So, uh, at least in a solo game. Again, yeah. another thing that hits solo a lot harder. Yep. So... Remember that, solo players. It makes sense, you know, thematically, that six on one would be harder to deal with than six on four. True, true. All right, so we that's all of the cards. Let's talk about the set in, as a whole, expert, well, anything else we think about it. Okay. Well, I don't have tons to say. I know, Mike, you, you always have wonderful commentary on these whole scenarios. But the, the thing I want to bring up real quick is that I think it's a clever scenario. I really like how it's built. I love the theme. I love the idea. In practice, and I played this one three or four times in my life, I think it's been pretty easy. And it has to do with being, I've only ever played it in three player or higher. And we often had, like when Becky and Andy and I did our standard blind playthrough of the campaign, we hardly ever had more than one villain out. And so I think it is absolutely essential that you play this one in expert mode. Yeah. It, not, that, not that we would be canceling cards anyway. It's really it's very uncommon in this game to begin with, but it's just it just really allows for multiple villains to be out there because it makes it harder in other ways too. Like just, Yeah, no, I, I agree. I so agree you, with that. You, you just got to do expert. Even if you think you're like a kind of, a poor player like me or you don't build decks like mike and steve build decks i i, I still think it it behooves you to play well I, I think you're kind of hitting on the head because in this design it almost seems like they they had to pin down the scenario to be a specific difficulty like there, there's very little room to to move this set with little wiggle room so it is definitely set to a specific difficulty and i'm sure there's a lot of players that are fine with this but it just doesn't extend to us with deck builders. I, I think that's fair to say. Like it just we're outpacing this encounter deck. The I key, the key to outpacing it is if you can get ahead of it early and take out a villain, ignore the escape, right? Knock it down so you're only dealing with one villain at a time. Yeah, you can outpace it. Um if you I think if you don't do that, if you you focus on thwarting and you let the villains more than one appear the couple of them come out you don't deal with them quick enough that's where i think the scenario can then sort of like snowball against you yeah um, sure i i agree with daniel's assessment in that expert mode doesn't really add a ton like i you're right daniel i don't cancel many cards either there's some heroes that do great i never did uh, i was playing mostly solo by the way and i had the exact same experience you did in that you eventually get to this point where there's only one villain. Mm -hmm. So then, okay, the villain gets this awful attachment. Well, the villain's dead because there's only one. Right. And, oh, he's the only one I can hit because he's the only one there. Right. And then because he's the only one, you're actually getting seven threat off of Light at the End instead of four. Yeah. So, so I, it works. It's just, yeah. 
it, it's really odd there's no expert version of the villains. Because, um, mm-hmm. yeah, playing on expert, you're, you're shuffling into three expert cards. Um, or maybe standard two or expert two. This is a sure. good scenario for those types mm-hmm. of games. Um, well, I don't but, want to be down on the idea, so I do have a suggestion for okay. those yeah, players no, I love this scenario, like I us. This one is, is great. Uh, what do you guys think about instead of it's this scenario basically says minimum one villain in play, right? What if it was minimum three? Oh, now suddenly everything is really important. Now you have a higher chance of your frequent flyers in high fashion actually pulling off their kickers. Now surprise is a big deal because now you got four villains in play. So you say, uh, you look back at the main scheme, you say, when a villain would activate, if there are fewer than three in play, resolve this card's ambush ability? Something like yes. that? Yes. Okay. I mean, like, there's many ways you could tweak this. I feel like that is the easiest tweak. Mm-hmm. The less, least mental bandwidth. Because everything else I was thinking of was shuffle the teamwork cards back into the deck after you resolve them. Or surprise back there, or make it so when you draw yeah. them as a boost card, you always reveal them. I think it's easier just to do it this way. Keep the yeah, pressure on. I think you're probably right. Or you know, giving each villain fifty percent more hit points or something. But like, or there, you know, there's. Well, yeah, you could I, always. I like your rule, Mike. Yeah, Mike's rule is good. The other option um, when you get into multiplayer is give them hit points per player. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So. Absolutely fair. Well, you don't want these things having thirty hit points. If there's, they never leave play, right? They'll they'll I, never bounce out. So, I guess I don't know. Actually, I, that, yeah. I'd like to see someone try that. Actually, and, and see what yeah. they come back with. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, as written, kind of down on the scenario, but I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater because it's right. Oh, I love it. You know, it's like so close. You, it reminds me of like there's been a number of really clever designs that go against sort of like the normal way you do it, just by beating up the villain. Yeah, and they've, all, they've all had a little something, something that like, God, if you just did this little thing, it would have worked right. You know, like the way we talked about Hella, the way we talked about Norman Osborn, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, thank God. we. It's refreshing. Thank goodness we have a different way to win a game. Mm-hmm. But the execution is, well, it's, it's really only defeated by really good players. We think, right? I'd, well, I really would like to know. Right? Like maybe the normal normal people out there just like I play with my kid on Saturdays. We play out of the box decks, like you know, Steeg does. Like these are probably challenging enough to like people who are not nerds like you two. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's the point. It's easier to scale things harder than to find ways to make the scenario easier. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want like you know, Lord of the Rings. It's got hard by the end because. Yeah, that the, the game evolved that way. The, yeah, right. And so maybe it, it's supposed to be more or less easier as the default. Um, we haven't really talked about this for the other scenarios, and we'll come back around to this when we talk about campaign in general. But the campaign for this one, I do feel like changes it a little bit. You're putting out um, like that public outcry and smear campaign. There's com- the there might be a community service side scheme in there, so you get something extra. Uh, you're adding additional threat to the the light at the end. So there's a little, and, and you're doing all those setup steps where um, you could end up with brute force barricade and a decoy in play and a bunch of other stuff. So it does it does change it a little bit for that in campaign. 
sure. I don't know if it makes it harder right. or I guess you're, you're right, Steve. We're talking about this as a... Yeah, just a solo mode. pickup game. And I am curious to see how it plays by taking out Guerrilla Tactics and putting in something else. Um, uh, yeah, if you want to find out, please uh, go watch my video series, Rainbow Gwen Conquers All. <laughs> okay. Ooh, there you go. There you go. I believe I put in the inheritors for this one. Oh. Did you feel like in that you were missing a, the heart and soul of the scenario because the guerrilla tactics wasn't in there? Like, did that feel required or no? I think, like everything else, it depends on what you put in. The inheritors is such a brutal set. I didn't. Like, just a reminder to the listeners and stuff, like, teamwork makes the dream work, where the enemies get additional scheme and attack, or, you know, the enemies gain specific icons. That's guerrilla tactics. Inheritors has that. They boost each other up. They they are teamwork. They are naturally bigger and stronger. So I feel like the mechanics were actually boosted by that. And there were no life-size decoys. The enemies were actually difficult. So it worked well for me. Yeah, I, I think it's worth trying. I'm not sure why Guerrilla Tactics is required and not suggested, um, but okay. Well, I say try it. Can Change you, your mind. So. Yeah, nothing's required. Who's going to come to your house and throw you in jail? We uh, have a whole police force for that now. For that very thing. I yeah. mean, what about just adding instead of replacing? Yeah, could do that too. Yeah, like there's no... Tossing some minions, that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. I, I went on Octagon today to see if the my rogue car, you know, the image pack worked and all that stuff. And I, was, I started a scenario and I was like, you know what? I want to see how, <laughs> like, you know, you have the option of just adding your own modulars. Mm-hmm. You can add them all. Oh, yeah. Nothing stops you. Yep. It'll just play around with that the acceleration counter mechanic a little bit. So, yeah, you probably don't want to tweak that too much. But absolutely, if you want to see right. all the cars because, that you well, bought and paid for. Yeah, right. <laughs> thematically um maybe having a bunch of inheritors around or a ton of minions and stuff makes less sense in this scenario but i'm sure the sinister six hired goons and pirates oh, yeah. and you know I, well the inheritors don't care who's there they're just there for their yeah they're there to spider totems yeah the six happened to capture a few for them yeah so i don't know it's a good idea let's let's rate the scenario then guys Let's give it like maybe a fun versus execution. Oh, fun is a, I think it's a lot of fun. I love the, the whack-a-mole nature of the villains. And okay. What about you, Mike? Execution D plus. Um, because of what I said, plus the fact that all the villains stick requires them damaging you. And you know what? I have to jump back now for a moment. Is it damage you? Yes. It's you. Yeah, you can jump block. So. With no overkill. Yeah. Um, and not that it's bad to have characters and, and decks that mitigate the, the enemies, but if there was more variety, then you could up the chance of anybody actually getting hit by these effects rather than just bringing what I think is a fairly cheap silver bullet or multiple silver bullets that could easily bypass the villain's whole stick. So totally, that falls flat a little bit. Um, but I mean, on the fun side, I mean, if the fun side is a B... Uh, I think it could go up from there if you start playing mm-hmm. with difficulty. Yeah. And I think for the execution, I think the execution is even an A. And I think I think for normal players, right? Out of the box players, players more like me. Um, it's it's hard enough. I think it's harder to be solo and not like a super strong builder and stuff. But like, you know, I 
I think I think it's ex- execution is just fine for probably eighty percent of the people playing the game who don't you know who don't want to get their butts kicked because it's yeah. a, it's a nice puzzle and it's got interesting decision points all the time um, as long as there's at least two villains out. Okay, all that seems so, fair. Yeah, I, I guess I'm more positive on this than Mike. Hey, it's it's good to share your opinions. Uh, in fact, I want to hear more opinions. I want to hear what other people have to say about this. How would that happen, Mike? Why, they can email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook, and you can find us on YouTube or on Patreon by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. Please, we'd love to hear your thoughts. On Discord, we are there. We have Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, Wandering Tuke. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Doc Ock, take us out. So go ahead and run, Spider-Man, run away and hide. Sleep well in your secret lair, because when you wake up tomorrow, everything will have changed. Doc Ock, take us out. Doc Ock? No, it says Steve. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong. It does I've scrolled, I've, I've scrolled up to the <laughs> other one, which also was Doc Ock. <laughs>